Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Amanda Man Games Podcast. This is episode 16 of my weekly gaming podcast where we discuss all things video games related. Tune in every Wednesday or Thursday for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. So of course, I'm going to start off by uh, apologizing for the one day delay in the in the podcast, uh, just because of things that are happening. And of course, everything that's happening around us in the world. But of course, we are back. And I think I think this delay was in a way good just because there was so much information that kind of came out recently too. So I feel like this is kind of perfect because I can kind of go over more information. I don't know. I don't know if it's um, maybe the day I've chosen to record it normally or just the way everything is right now. Because if you do notice, things are just kind of on the fly, you know, in terms of everything that's happening. You never know if something will be coming out in time or, or if something will be getting pushed or whatever, just because of how the news is being uh, it's being given to the to the gamers and the community in general right now, just because of everything that's happening. So it always feels like sometimes I, I I do my podcast and I look and I look online on IGN or any of the the forums or anything like that, and then I see I'm like, oh wait, okay, what what the hell? They they just announced this and I just missed it. So I, I'm I don't know like what what happens, how they're if the universe is just working against me when it comes to this podcast. But today at least we have a lot of cool information. And for the first news, I think there's something that all of us have been kind of waiting for. I think all of us are excited for this. We're all kind of waiting for anything at this point. But of course, I wanted to kind of bring it up right up front with Jason Schreier, uh, along with, I think, Jeff Grubb from VentureBeat, who has been kind of leaking a lot of cool things when it comes to the gaming industry as a whole. Um, when it comes to the Sony event, it seems like it will be happening next week. There's just... A lot of confirmation. Of course, we don't know, right? We don't know if this is going to be happening for sure. I always like to tra- take all of this with a with a grain of salt because you don't know, right? We don't we don't know what's going to happen. There's just too many moving parts. But in this specific instance, it does seem like it's going to be happening just because we have two really, really great gaming industry insiders kind of backing this up. So Jason Stry just kind of put this up in his Twitter recently. Uh, Sony's planning a PS a PS5 game reel event for next Wednesday, June 3rd. And by the way, I want to remind you that this past Wednesday or, or yesterday, we just had The Last of Us 2 state of play. So there, Sony is kind of just throwing stuff out quite regularly now. Um, it says, obviously, he wrote, got include now that the standard caveat that plans can change abruptly during a pandemic, but this date is more firm than previous rumors. So this is great. I'm pretty excited about this. Um, we can obviously, uh, I don't know if I, I should just wait at this point and then and just kind of wait until um, next week when everything has kind of already come out and kind of use that time to kind of discuss, you know, any uh, any news, what we think about it, or I want to make my own predictions. I think my own predictions, I've kind of already made that before, not only just on podcasts, but on streams itself. But, uh, but yeah, I think, you know what? I think we'll wait. I think we'll wait until the event is closer, or at least if we've gotten some confirmation, I doubt. I doubt Sony would just be like on Tuesday. By the way, there's a there's an event or there's a state of play revealing PS5 stuff the the next day or whatever, right? But 
Um, I think if you want to obviously hear my opinion, you can always just email me or you can always join me on my streams. I kind of talk about all this stuff quite regularly there as well. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited. Finally, we get, we're getting some more concrete information on the PlayStation 5. Maybe, maybe just a look at the console. Maybe a few games. Just some confirmation, you know, because we know on the, on the, on the Microsoft side, they have some cool games coming out third-party-wise. But of course, they have the big dog. Halo Infinite coming out along with the with the console. I, I just want something like that, something similar almost on, on the PlayStation side where they're like, you know what? We're going to have Horizon Zero Dawn. You know what? We're going to have Spider-Man 2. Okay, that's Spider-Man 2, God of War 2 is very unlikely, but Horizon Zero Dawn uh, is possible. Maybe a new Ratchet and Clank, you know, stuff like that. So I'm pretty excited to see what they come up with, what they say. Um, and of course, you know, we already have some amazing games coming out in June and July. Last it was part two, Ghost of Tsushima, which, which should be backwards compatible at that point. But finally, we're getting some information. So I'm pretty pretty excited about that. Talking about Last of Us part two. Uh, Last of Us part two has apparently been banned in the Middle East. This is coming from uh, Ali Hader from Twisted Voxel. The Last of Us part two is one of the most anticipated games of this year, and it might not get an official release at all in the Middle East. In recent times, more games are getting an official release in the Middle East with companies like CD Projekt Red making uh, making changes to comply with the rating board. Um, KSA has GCAM, I'm assuming that's a rating board for the Middle East, uh, which has its own content policy for games and, and films. The highest rating given is, is mature 18 plus, of course. Um, nudity and LGBT content are highly prohibited for any games releasing in the Middle East. Part of this is why games like The Last of Us Part 2 is not being allowed in KSA and subsequently other countries in the Middle East. Uh, I think if CD Projekt Red has, you know, made concessions or, or censored certain things, you know, whatever they had to do to be able to get a release there, I'm sure over time, um, Naughty Dog and Sony will probably come to some agreement and, and make appropriate changes. Um, of course, you know, I, I, I that's unfortunate because, you know, it just, it just blocks off a group of people that, of course, are really, really looking forward to a, a game like this, especially The Last of Us Part Two. I know that's like, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I should say it's like the most anticipated a Sony game of all time, right? Because I feel like Uncharted 4 was pretty up there. Um, God of War was pretty up there. Even Spider-Man was pretty up there, right? Like, I think Last of Us is similar to Uncharted 4 in, that, in, in the sense that, of course, we had um, the whole Uncharted series last uh, last uh, generation and that kind of that excitement for that series kind of carried over until now and of course now we finally you know got Uncharted 4 and stuff like that and then the Lost Legacy I, I don't know if it's like the most anticipated game but you know it's it, nonetheless it is still anyone that has a PlayStation console is probably really really looking forward to this game so I can I can understand that a lot of people must be upset about this but you know nonetheless there I'm sure there there's gonna be there's probably gonna be a way there's gonna be something that Naughty, Naughty Dog does or Sony does to allow this game to be released in in more territories, you know. So hopefully, all gamers can can enjoy this this game. Uh, the next information or the next article comes from PSU. Apparently, there's like 38 PS5 games uh, being announced in the next next PlayStation magazine. Uh, so this comes from Gary Bagdazarov from PSU. June is looking to be a very busy month for the gaming industry. Rumors have been circulating for weeks that Sony will be showing off titles for the next generation console. We know some of the games coming next gen, such as Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but Sony is rumored to have a slew of titles to show off. Slew? Is that slew? I don't know. Have I heard slew before? 
I don't know. That's like a, it, it feels off to me. I don't know why. A slew of titles. Whatever. Okay, so we can <laughs> focus. With the official PlayStation magazine revealing they will showcase 38 PS5 games, these rumors are quickly gaining steam and looking more likely. The PS5 is looking to be a beast of a system after the deep dive with Mark Cerny and... Okay. So... 38 PS5 games, I mean, does not mean that it's 38 exclusives, of course, as they kind of mentioned Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I think it's just going to be the same confirmation that we've got at that Xbox event. It's going to be a new Madden, a new NHL, a new FIFA, a new NBA 2K game. See, there's four games right there already. A new Call of Duty, there's five, you know. Um, I think, like, a, a lot of those games are just going to be games that we already know are on their way. And obviously, all the other games that have been confirmed, like Dirt 5 and and uh, Rally 5, I don't know, I, I don't know, just, just the racing games and everything in general, you know, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, you know, excited for this magazine in that sense, in terms of like, oh, is, is this gonna be, is this gonna be the new, you know, Ratchet and Clank game, is it gonna be the new God of War game, is it gonna be the new Spider-Man game, um, is it gonna be a new Uncharted Lost Legacy game, or something like that, you know, it's nothing, I don't think it's gonna be anything like that, it's gonna be all third-party related stuff, but still exciting, at least we know. I think it's always good to know, especially when you're buying a console like this. I, I don't know if this was with other people, but when I bought my PS4, um, obviously it was selling out and luckily I was able to grab one. And the only game that they had available, at least in the disc form, because at that point I didn't I didn't really switch to the digital kind of side of things. I was mainly buying discs just because I like to sell them over time or, or you know, give it back to like EB Games or wherever I got it so I can put it towards a new game. Um, of course, you know, college life is kind of what you have to do at that time. But I remember they they just had two games available. They had Madden and they had Killzone, and I just got Killzone right. And then uh, on top of that, when I even when I went online on the digital store, um, a lot of the games that they had available were like stuff that I I could kind of get for my PS3. Um, and you know, like at that time at least, the difference between PS3 and PS4, uh, you, it was it was hard to notice. You know, like especially like in my I you know, I just had like a tiny like not even like 1080p TV. I had like a 720p TV right, in my dorm room, so, like, I'm, like, you know, comp- I have my PS3 and my PS4, and I'm, like, playing games on my PS3 and looking at my PS4, and I'm, like, purposely doing my best, you know, almost forcing myself to kind of see the difference and be, like, oh, yeah, that looks better, oh, yeah, that looks better, but in the end, I'm, like, man, I just can't, I just can't, you know, I really can't tell the difference, and there was nothing that was, like, about the PS4 at that time, especially with, like, the initial slate of games that made me go, like, wow, you know, I need to buy this, and in fact, the Xbox had Dead Rising 3, which looked good for me, like, which looked pretty cool. And it had Rise, which obviously I know it got shitty reviews, but it was still like, I was like, damn, like, that, that looks pretty interesting. And of course it had Forza, which I was, I, I, I was not, I'm not a big sim racing fan or whatever, but I was like, okay, that's cool. But I just, I, I just remember like looking at the Xbox side of things and I'm like, man, like I just, cause the Killzone game itself finished so quickly that once I was done with Killzone, I was literally going back to playing all the games I was playing on my PS3. So I was playing FIFA with my friends. Um, I was playing... No, actually, I didn't even play that because I, it wasn't even even available on my on my PS4 at that time. I was playing, I think, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 on my PS3 with my friends to do, like, zombies and stuff. I remember just... I just remember that moment of, like, having a PS4, having this new shiny system and not really having any games to play for it. So I'm hoping that with this, the way everything is going... Because I think that was also a problem, right? Because PS4 wasn't backwards compatible. So, you know, there was no point in me selling my PS3. At the same time, there was no point in me shifting myself completely to the PS4 because all my so many of my games were on PS3, on, on my PS3 console. So I was just like using my PS3. And I think now they realize, they're like, look, we're not going to be able to give you like 
Breath of the Wild plus Mario Kart 8 plus Smash Brothers plus, you know, like kind of like what Nintendo did. Obviously, Nintendo did this, did this over time, but if you look at Nintendo's like release schedule for like the first couple of months, it, it was crazy, right? For Switch with Breath of the Wild, Splatoon 2, Mario Kart 8, ARMS. Uh, same year, we had Mar- Mar- uh, Super Mario Odyssey, you know, like the, just a, it was a crazy amount of stuff. Whereas on the Sony side, it was like, okay, what the hell, man? Uh, you know, you're not only, like, you're not even giving us our PS3 games, but now you're telling us to buy everything again, and there's nothing that's really showing off my PS4. So I remember, like, that was, like, that really irked me at that time, and it's great that PS4, or PS5, I should say, and even Xbox 3DX is kind of trying to remove that, that, look, we're going to try to release good games, okay? It's not like they don't want to release good games, right? I think all these companies want to release great games, but, like, if, 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 if there's only so much they can do as well, right? Which is understandable, so I'm sure like that's kind of what they're trying to do. But at the same time, they're like, you know what? At least let's give you all, all the PS4 games that you have, all the Xbox One games you have will work with, with your new console. So you don't need to worry about, you know, not having something to play. Even in my case, if I'm, I'm going to be getting Last of Us Part 2 for sure, but Ghost of Tsushima, I don't know, right? I'm like, you know what? Let me see. I'll wait. Uh, I'll see the reviews. But even then I'm like, I don't know, you know, like depending on how I feel that month, maybe, but I wouldn't mind going to going into PS5 and they're not really being like a huge game or they're being like a couple of huge games and then being like, you know what? I never played Ghost of Tsushima. Let me pick that up. And you know, being able to do that, that definitely eases that transition. So I'm kind of glad that they're doing that with this generation. And hopefully, I mean, I'm hoping they have good games lined up. But even so, they have like some awesome games, I'm sure, like just, just ready from the PS4 side that will be backwards compatible day one. Talking about PlayStation, uh, PS Plus game for June have been announced. This comes from Joseph Noop from IGN. So the PS Plus free game for June are Call of Duty World War II, which is available now. I think you can already download it now. And Star Wars Battlefront 2, which you can download June 2nd onwards. These are, some, these are two great games. I, I downloaded World War II and I was playing that online. Uh, it's a Call of Duty game online. It's, it's pretty fun. I don't mind it at all. I, I kind of wanted a Call of Duty game. Uh, but I didn't want to play Black Ops 4, which I have on my PS4. And I didn't, I don't really feel like playing Modern Warfare either. And I don't know why this was just, World War II was just kind of perfect. Right now I've just been a, in a weird online game mode kind of kind of mood. And Battlefront 2 is even better now that I know that a lot of my friends have a PS4. And if something is free, they'll definitely jump on it as well. So I'm, probably, I'm pretty sure I can convince them to jump on Battlefront 2 here and there. So that should be pretty fun. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Finally, Marvel's Avengers gameplay is incoming uh this has been something that i think a lot of has been I, i've been waiting waiting quite a bit for this just because this game i don't know i'm just i'm so iffy about it in terms of the look in terms of uh what they're trying to do with this game and how they try to make like a superhero destiny kind of a thing you know this looter shooter thing but you're playing as avengers heroes so i, I was kind of in between but i have a lot of respect for crystal dynamics and everything they've done with the premier franchise so i'm pretty excited that in that sense but like the the way it's been going in terms of information, uh, in the information that's been released about this game, and even just the gameplay that has kind of come out, you know, I've just been like, oh, I don't know. But finally, you know, from uh, let me go back to the article. This is coming from Adam Bankers from IGN. Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics have announced that Marvel's Avengers will be getting its first War Table stream on June twenty fourth. That will showcase brand new gameplay and co op footage. Marvel's Avengers Twitter's all, uh, Twitter also shared a video of the development team, which you can watch below, taking uh, talking about how they are working through the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the video also is uh, 
Video also features a few glimpses of gameplay and behind the scenes footage and promises of new trailers, co-op gameplay and story missions. Additionally, the video ends with the release date of September 4, 2020, meaning the game has not been delayed any further. Obviously, I won't hold my breath on that date just, just yet, just because you never know. It could be a month before September and they might delay it. We've kind of seen that happen already. But I mean, it's great that they are finally, you know, doing something when it comes to releasing information uh, about this game. At least they're giving us some gameplay, giving us an idea. I just want them to kind of show me gameplay in... With, with like the HUD and just like proper, like it's going like from one part of the map or one part of the mission to the other and the looting aspect of it or whatever, or like what the end screen looks like when you finish the game. I don't know, just because they're trying to make this game as like a live service game, it just it just worries me. Uh, I, I just like, look at what, how great Jedi Fallen Order was. <clears throat> look at how great Spider-Man was. You know, like when I, when I see games like that, for me, it's more like, okay, why can't we just have a, a definite ending? Why 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 is there a need to make it into a live service thing? I know they like you know it allows you to make more money and I don't I don't know. There's there's certain types of games that are just meant for that and I understand that they're like, you know, they they want to break into this. Everyone wants to break into this Fortnite and um Rainbow Six Siege or Call of Duty or like this kind of like market, right? Or even Destiny and, and Path of Exile, stuff like that. But I think it's also important to understand that like they're also kind of do like all those IPs are kind of new, right? And they're not really using these pre-existing um, uh, franchises, not really franchises, but like this like property that everyone really, really loves, right? So like when you take something like Iron Man and now you're like, oh, you can make this armor that, or you can put this armor here and you can like loot this or that. And then they're like, oh, by the way, you can buy cosmetics. So, you know, like, I don't know, the, the, when the new Fast and Furious movie comes out, uh, maybe they have like some deal with Score Enix or whatever, and then they have like a new cosmetic that launches where you can have the Fast and Furious like stickers on on Iron Man for whatever reason. Or like there's like a spoiler or something like that on um, Thor's head or on his, on his hammer or something. I don't know, something like stupid like that, right? Where it's like you're paying for all this like basically ad kind of stuff or whatever. And I think, I don't know, I think that just kind of removes, that, that just kind of takes you away from what Avengers was and what that whole like series was, right? So I think that's kind of just my take on it. And uh, I, I really hope it doesn't go that go down that route, but it seems like it is. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to wait, of course, you know, I'm going to I'm not going to just make judgments about this like right away. I'm going to wait till what I like to like all the previews and all the gameplay videos and everything come out. And then we can kind of make more of an informed decision at that point. But I think at this point, I'm just worried that they're going to go down that kind of a rabbit hole. Um, you know, like even with Rainbow Six Siege, there's like a money heist tie-in where you can buy like these money heist costumes for certain certain characters but again like you know the thing is rainbow six siege is at least right now you can get it for like really really cheap so it, it's just like a thing that they have to balance really well but let, let's see i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bash on a game that's not even out yet or hasn't even released any information yet as we uh as we will hopefully see in on, on june 24th uh so next one is fast and furious that's why kind of fast and furious kind of popped up in my brain uh, Fast and Furious Crossroads has been delayed, which is a game I think that was announced during the Game Awards last uh, last year. So this comes from Matt Perslow from IGN. Fast and Furious Crossroads, the video game, uh, video game set in the same universe as the Fast and Furious movies, has been delayed from May to later this summer. The game will now release on August 7th, as revealed by the game's official Twitter account. I, I, I think... 
I can speak for for most of us. I think when you look at the gameplay, you can kind of see almost like a a late PS2 or like an early 360 game. I don't know who's really excited for this. You know, even even fans of Fast and Furious, I think when looking at this game, you can just kind of make the argument that um, you know what, I'm gonna just check out Forza Horizon 4 instead because Forza Horizon already kind of does everything you want a Fast and Furious thing to kind of do. I, I'm not I'm not really excited about this, but I, I just want to kind of bring it up because I know that franchise is really big. And yeah, just because it was a news item in general when I was like looking around for new stuff. So I was like, okay, maybe damn, that maybe it's people do really want to know about this game. But I think, uh, I don't know, if this game is, uh, is on a deep discount, then maybe pick it up. I, I think if you're f- spending full price for it, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see on, on August 7th what people think about this game. The next one is pretty exciting, but of course it was a rumor that has been squashed or sort of squashed, I think. Uh, apparently there was a rumor that GTA 6 might be releasing around 2023 or 2024. So this comes from Joe Strevels from IGN. GTA 6 could be released in fiscal year 2024, which is 2023 to 2024, April to March. Uh, according to a financial analyst assessment of the company's planned marketing spend. But there are other non-Grand Grand Theft Auto related possibilities for that spend as well. Analyst Jeff Cohen uh, from VentureBeat points to recently released financial information from Take-Two, parent company of GTA developer Rockstar, which discloses the company's minimum marketing spend for the next five financial years. Cohen's noticed that the latest information pointed to the company shifting a spike in marketing spend from fiscal year 2023 to fiscal year 2024 with at least $89.2 million now set aside for that year. And the new update that just came out, um, Take-Two has countered speculation telling GameIndustry.biz that the charts of marketing spend referred to by Cohen reflect commitments to the third-party company's uh, marketing for... Sorry, let me just read that again. I just kind of messed that up. Uh, Spend referred to by Cohen reflect commitments to third-party companies. Marketing for Grand Theft Auto would be undertaken by Rockstar, and owned subsidiary of Take-Two, meaning marketing for its games, including GTA 6, wouldn't be represented on those charts. It remains unclear why Take-Two's marketing spend is predicted to be around double its usual level in that year. So that's kind of interesting to know, first of all, that Rockstar, of course, kind of handles its own marketing, which is pretty awesome. I mean, considering how big the marketing is for that game. I mean, the amount of, ma- the money, the amount of money that game makes as well, it kind of almost makes sense, but... Um, I, that is pretty interesting to see that Take-Two has a year, like that's kind of dedicated that way, a year that's kind of has this huge marketing budget, you know, compared to the other years. I, I could speculate like it could be for a newer game, but I just, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think they need to like really go crazy when it comes to marketing for their sports franchises, right? For like stuff like NBA and stuff like that. But I'm wondering if they have any other sports franchises that they are kind of lining up and they might be thinking about releasing or kind of bringing back into the fray around that time, I doubt it will be for something like a, a, a new Bioshock because I know that's been speculated as well, right? That they might be working on, on a new Bioshock or even the new, even the new Mafia game. It just in terms of 2K, right? In terms of what they publish and stuff like that. I just don't, I just don't see, like, why would they, that's like a, a huge amount of money to spend on Bioshock or Mafia, right? Like, I just don't see why those games would need that kind of marketing spend. Um, I'm just looking at it at, in, in terms of like the number, right? But again, it's it's possible that it's not just one 
a game, it might be for multiple. So if let's say Bioshock and Mafia 3, or Mafia, not Mafia 3, but Mafia 4 are coming out in the same year, it's possible that both of them, uh, both of them combined will be kind of adding up to this whole like budget or this entire spend, which could be possible. But yeah, I mean, it could be any of the, any of the games. It does kind of squash that whole idea that GT6 might be coming out that year. Nonetheless, does not mean it does not mean that it might not come out that year, if not earlier. You know, it is possible that it might come out earlier as well. So uh, I think that was just them kind of clarifying that, no, 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 the marketing spend is, is not done by us. That's done by Rockstar and stuff like that. Um, but deep down, they might be like, damn, they, they actually figured this out. They know they know it's coming out in 2023, you know, so you never know. So the next one comes from IGN. Uh, COVID, COVID might delay more future games. This is coming from Logan Plant from IGN. Xbox's Phil Spencer has commented on some of the unfortunate rea realities and challenges game developers are likely facing during the COVID-19 pandemic, which could lead to some development delays. Speaking on Talking Games with Reggie and Harold, hosted by former Nintendo of America President Reggie, Reggie Fields-Ame and journalist Harold uh, Goldberg, Spencer followed up on some recent comments and said that projects earlier on in development may see the worst of the production setbacks. Any of the functions that actually require physical collaboration, things like motion capture, things like symphonic capture, some of that is put on hold, Spencer said. I think on the game side, things that are pre-content complete might be impacted more than things that are post-content complete. Uh, Spencer added that Microsoft has had to find new ways to distribute quality assurance kits for the new Xbox Series X. Despite these challenges, Spencer said Microsoft still feels good about the Xbox Series X launching later this year. We've had to work through some challenges, but feel good about timelines. Feel really good about this holiday, Spencer said. These comments echo from Spencer's thoughts earlier this month when he said that the Xbox Series X launch is in line with where we thought we would be but that game production is the bigger unknown moving forward. This is kind of something that I think most of us expected, unfortunately, with everything that's happening. We don't know um, what's going to happen with these games, what the launch lineup is going to look like, what the next year is going to look like. But the main thing is as long as, you know, everyone's keeping safe. And of course, you know, the, the developers have everything that they can possibly need to be able to develop these games. And they're, you know, obviously I'm, uh, they're, all of them are working hard I think the main thing is all we can do is just hope for the best. But even then, we the, the, if if all the games or at least some of the games that we have been promised that that should be coming out this year are still coming out this year, like I said, like compared to last year, I'm like, dude, like we already have such amazing games coming out. We have some great games lined up already. We have some great great games that have already come out, right? So that way, it's not like a big loss. You know, I rather have a game that's like fully complete, no bugs, no issues, no, you know, no day 20th patch needed or whatever, you know, rather than a game comes out and it's all broken and like there's like 40 patches that are needed and then it finally gets to a point where it's working and I'm already on to the next thing, you know, so um, hopefully like the developers get what they, what they need and everything is kind of going according to plan and of course, you know, the main thing is as long as everyone is also just keeping safe, it's, it's a stressful time, it's, it, it's a very different time, it's a very weird time to be in, but I think everyone is kind of doing the best they can right now. So next one is, this is pretty interesting actually. A wireless charger might be coming out for the DualSense or apparently it's been patented at least. This comes from Gaming Route. Sony recently patent, patented, patented, yeah, patented a wireless charger for the DualSense controller which states 
a wireless charging adapter that can snap onto a computer game controller can be inductively coupled to a charging base to wirelessly recharge a battery in the controller. The adapter also can include keys that mirror keys on the controller so that the gamer can remove the adapter with the controller from the charging base. Keep the adapter on the controller and use both the controller keys and the adapter keys to control, uh, control a computer game. This means you can wirelessly charge your DualSense controller and there are X and O buttons on the back of the DualSense controller too if this image in the patent is to be taken seriously. This is interesting. I think this is just a, uh, it kind of reminds me of that thing that came out for the Switch. The um, the thing with the Joy-Con, the Joy-Con grip basically. And it's like the thing that you, you, you charge up the Joy-Con grip. And then if your Joy-Cons themselves are losing charge, you just kind of plug it in and you can play wirelessly like that and it kind of keeps ch charging the Joy-Cons um, at the same time. So this kind of reminds me of that. I think this is a great thing to have because, um, you know, not everyone might be like myself. I have like a charging station for my PS4 controllers and I um, I always have, I have like two controls, two controls for my PS4. So for me, it's easy, right? I'm playing a game. If, if my controller's running out of battery, I just kind of put it to charge and I just grab the other one, right? But for anyone that has just one controller and doesn't want to want to buy another controller, you know, I think this is like such a great thing to have. You just have like a wireless charging thing just kind of ready on the side so that when your battery does start to die down, you just connect it and you're, and you're done, you're set, you know? And um, it will be interesting how they price this, um, if this comes bundled in, or if this comes with the console as well. Um, at the same time, also, it depends on how the battery is like for DualSense, to be honest. Like compared to Dual, DualShock 4, I think I think any battery, any controller will be, will do it, do much better when it comes to battery life. So I think there's no, uh, there's nothing to worry about in that sense. It should be it should be inter interesting to see how this kind of how this controller ha uh, handles. Like I I don't know maybe it's me or maybe it's my PS4 controllers, but seriously the PS4 controllers batteries are are just terrible right now. I don't know if it was like that from the beginning, but like nowadays like wow like just after playing for like an hour or so it's it's just dying down. Uh, and I don't know if it's a good time to invest in a new controller just because you know we have the PS5 and everything coming out soon and I have two, so I just kind of keep switching them out. Uh, but still, hopefully hopefully that thing is is fixed at this point. The next one's quite interesting. This actually comes from Reset Era. Uh, Silent, uh, the Silent Hill reboot might still be coming. Uh, so for anyone that doesn't know, Dead by Daylight, which is kind of this isometric, is it isometric? No, that's not isometric. It's kind of like that, you know, like the the 1v4 thing. I forgot what it's called. But basically, it's, uh, it's it kind of reminds you of that game Evolve or like Friday the 13th. So it's basically that kind of a game where there's one monster versus four or five humans and the humans are trying to escape whilst kind of avoiding the monster. Um, but basically there, the, there's like a Silent Hill partner, partnership that happened with Dead by Daylight, um, with Konami, I guess. And I think Pyramid Head will be one of the monsters available in Dead by Daylight. I don't know if it's already out, if it'll be coming out soon, but people assume that, okay, so that's kind of confirmation that there's no Silent Hill reboot or whatever happening. That this is just um, the type of this is the, this is the kind of route that Konami will be taking, where it's like small, small things like here and there. So apparently, a known uh, I don't know if this is an insider or just like a leaker or whatever in general from uh, on on uh, when it comes to gaming industry. But this person, a reset error, uh, catharsis T, came out and said uh, before some people ask because I know some will. This announcement is absolutely, absolutely not related to the Silent Hill reboot developed by Japan Studio. So Japan Studio, again, is still, uh, I think, referring to Sony Japan Studio. So I think that still might be in the works. Of course, we don't know, 
we'll still wait and see see what comes of it but that's pretty exciting that's pretty interesting and i, I want to kind of take that to this other rumor again both of these rumors grain of salt or even like le what's lesser than a grain of salt whatever like something smaller than a grain of salt a small molecule or electron i don't know but whatever right like just be like as i'm going to talk about because i just want i like talking about these rumors because it's pretty like fun to kind of talk about them but i just wanted to bring this up apparently this is coming from a, a, a website called on on mash uh, Microsoft might be looking to buy the Metal Gear series. Okay, I, I'm 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 not like making that up or something. This is actually what it says. Uh, the Big M is ready. I don't I don't even know why it's called the Big M. That's already a bad way to kind of start off the article. The Big M is readying a multi-million purchase, multi-million purchase for. I don't even know why. Okay, did I copy this wrong or no? I think it was I was I think it was written wrong, but whatever. The Big M is readying a multi-million dollar purchase of Metal Gear Solid as they wanted to release exclusively on the Xbox Series X. This would likely partner the MGS series with Halo and Gears of War as their big three of first party titles. Considering Halo is set to launch with the Series X in a, in a few months, and we just saw Gears of War 5 last year, Microsoft is looking to get out the next feature project starring Solid Snake before 2022, which is a little too early if you're just gonna purchase them. We last saw the franchise back in 2015, since those IPs are owned directly by Konami, we could also see the return of Silent Hill if they have success with the first MGS on Xbox Series X. See, again, like, I don't know, like, when they ended with that and then we're hearing about how Silent Hill is going down with, with Sony, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But it was just cool to kind of speculate. It's cool to kind of bring up. It is pretty interesting that way that this might even be a thing to begin with. But who knows? Uh, can you imagine Silent Hill is on on uh, Sony's consoles, they somehow got it, and Metal Gear Solid somehow goes on Xbox, uh, and, you know, Kojima starts working on Silent Hill, and his old franchise, his, like, the thing that kind of put him on the map is with Microsoft. I don't know, it just, it's just funny to think that this is kind of how it could go down. It's, it's a really, it's a cool time to be alive, I'm just going to say, when it comes to the gaming industry. It's a pretty, pretty awesome time. So next one is coming from Jeff Grubb. Uh, Joseph Forrest might be, might be announcing his new game pretty soon. So Joseph Forrest, if anyone knows, he's all, he's a person that became pretty famous at the Game Awards for his outburst about the about the Oscars and also for his games, uh, Brother Brothers, The Tale of Two Sons and uh, A Way Out, both of them, which are, it, it, are just amazing games. A Way, a Way Out kind of focuses more on multiplayer that like you having someone play with you. Kind of, you have to kind of play with someone uh, for A Way Out and me and my girlfriend played that and we really, really enjoyed that game. It was really, really fun. And A Brother... Tale of Two Sons, on the other hand, you kind of control each brother with each analog stick, which was a really, really cool, innovative way of playing a video game, which was, I, I, at least I, haven't, I hadn't seen something like that before, and it had a really cool story and stuff like that. So I'm pretty excited to see whatever he comes up with. He has some really, really cool ideas, and I think A Way Out did really, really well. So that should be pretty awesome. I'm, I'm, see, that's what I'm saying. All these things are just lining up. All these game announcements, you know, it's E3 time in a way, even though it's not E3, but it should be pretty cool. Uh, the next one is coming from 4chan. Apparently, the Bluepoint games that have, people have been speculating as as Demon Souls and whatnot. Apparently, it's it's Jack and Daxter and the whole like I think Jack and Daxter entire franchise and Legacy of Kane. So this comes from 4chan. It seems that the Jack and Daxter retrilogy. I don't know why it's called retrilogy. I guess because a remake maybe. Uh, is a complete remake. Okay, I should have probably read a red ahead. It's a complete remake of the first three games but in a different key from the original games. The goal of the team, in fact, seems to have been much more ambitious 
than the previous games with which they have been able to work. Because the goal of the team with this project is to overcome the original games and recreate, reimagining those events to create a single great story with numerous new narrative elements and new elements to the gameplay itself, becoming something far more ambitious than a simple remake. And it also appears that some Naughty Dog developers are also collaborating. Uh, and the Legacy of Kane remake is a project that Bluepoint are pursuing thanks to the collaboration with Square Enix. The remake has the main objective of re, re uh, it says reproposing, but I'm assuming it should be repurposing, uh, repurposing the plot of the original game in an extremely faithful way, but at the same time of reimagining its gameplay in a more modern key. Square Enix's goal is to bring it closer to a system similar to today's Souls games, but keeping its adventure game uh, focus and also preserving the environmental puzzles, a project that Bluepoint's team particularly care about and which is getting technical results very similar to those obtained with Shadow of the Colossus. Um, let me just continue that. Um, the person says that I got this information from an employee very close to Sony Interactive Entertainment Studios and both games aim to be released exclusively on PS5. Jack and Daxter Retrilogy is a PS5 launch title, apparently, and Legacy of Kane Remake is scheduled for 2021. And both of them apparently should be announced for the Summer Game Fest, which is a Jeff Keighley um, event that is kind of ongoing. So this is pretty interesting. I mean, I'm obviously upset that we're not going to be getting Demon Souls, but I've played Jack and Daxter, the first one, and I think I played the racing one. I forgot the racing one, what it was called. So, I mean, I don't mind, I don't mind a game like this. Legacy of Kane, I've never played, so I'm kind of interested to see what that is or like how that plays. If I'm not mistaken, is, is that the game that was made by Amy Hennig before she moved on to Uncharted? I'm, I could be wrong, but I just remember she had some involvement in a game like that. I don't know if, if it was that one, but I think that's like awesome. If they can, uh, we've seen Bluepoint do some amazing thing when it comes to remakes and everything like that. So I, I, I have full faith in, them actually reimagining these games uh, and everything. Uh, it's obviously exciting that these games, Jack and Daxter might be coming out as a launch title. And I think people have been speculating as well that, that Ratchet and Clank is also a, the new Ratchet and Clank game from Insomniac will also be coming out as a launch title. Can you imagine that we have, I don't think, I don't think there's gonna be a new Gran Turismo just yet, but we have um, a Ratchet and Clank game, Jack and Daxter re-trilogy re remake, whatever, maybe a new Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, like even just those three games, just those three games with as a, as a launch kind of a thing, like having those three games day one is just amazing. Like that's, I can't imagine, even with my, my Switch, I had Breath of the Wild and all my other games were like small games. You know, I had like Snipper Clips or, or that racing game, Fast RMX, stuff like that. You know, it wasn't like big games, but these are three pretty big games. And they're all coming together. That's that's exciting. I don't, obviously I'm not gonna. You know I, I feel like I'm just hyping myself up for no reason. We'll wait until next week. Hopefully we'll find out what happens with that next week, and we'll get more information on on PlayStation. I might I might even try to do the the podcast next Thursday instead. If if all this is true, just because I believe it is next Thursday. Next Thursday is June fourth, so I wanna I wanna try and cover that. I don't wanna I don't wanna wait for a whole week with all that kind of building up inside me. You know, I'll just be kind of bursting to talk about it. So next week, I might actually make my podcast on Thursday as well. But we'll see. You never know. If there's no announcement about it, I'll probably just do it on, on Wednesday again. Uh, so now we can move on to the games I have been playing. I've been playing a lot more Rainbow Six Siege, as always. Uh, really enjoying that game. I think, again, like right now, it's still on discount. It's still pretty cheap on, on PC, on PS4, on, on consoles, everything. Like, I, I think this is the perfect time to jump in. And I think a lot of people are jumping in just because... 
Um, I've noticed that a lot of people who are like starting at level one and stuff like that, kind of jumping into the game. Um, on my PS4 account, I'm, I think I'm around level 40 now. Um, but in no means am I, 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 in no means do I play like someone who should be level 40, you know? I feel like I still play like someone who's like still like level one to five. Um, I think it's just, uh, for me, I just like really have a great time when I'm playing with friends. We're just kind of talking and, and, you know, catching up because especially with everything that's happening, it's the perfect kind of way to kind of talk to each other, um, see how everyone is doing and everything like that. So that way I'm pretty excited to kind of keep jumping into Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, it, it, it does take a while to unlock some of the operators, not the OG ones, but like the newer ones that come out, you need a lot of renown points. And I can, I understand why they're doing it. They, they just, they want you to buy it, right? They want you to kind of spend the money for it. Uh, and obviously they want you, um, I, I think like, I don't know. I think the operator shouldn't necessarily be gated like that. I think the operator should just come by maybe by levels that if you reach a certain level, here you go, you get a new operator or whatever. But, and the cosmetics is already a thing in the game, right? And I think they also have like a battle pass kind of a system too. So it's kind of like, okay, you already have all these like, microtransaction kind of things in place like at least like give me the whole gameplay experience right like give, don't don't like hold that back from me so that's kind of like my main main complaint that I've, I've, i have because i do want to try out new operators especially if you've been playing for a while right like uh, i think after a while you do want to keep try, you want to jump in and try some new operators and stuff like that um other than that i've been playing deep rock galact again um again another game really fun to play with friends i was playing with sebi who has been on the show before and it was a, it's a really fun game we, we kind of jumped in and, and did a few missions um, other than what I played on the stream with him and Frank, uh, another another good friend of mine. And it, w it was really fun. I've been like, enjoying Deep Rock Galactic as well. Uh, it's uh, it's more Left 4 Dead-ish, but has more objectives and more cool. I, I, I like the objectives that you have to do in this game. I like that there's a bit more planning involved. You you Your roles play more of a role. So I, I, I play as like the engineer. So I have like these cool turrets, kind of like Torbjorn that I can place on the floor and stuff like that um you know stuff like that i like i like the planning and like the how you to kind of be more tactical with everything so i did kind of i did kind of enjoy that so i really like that uh, like that game that way and I'm, I'm definitely gonna keep playing that it's it's been getting really really good reviews which is like which is one of the reasons i wanted to check it out and i think if you have any any friends of yours that are even interested in that game it's, it's perfect like if you have a group of like two or three people even four perfect you're gonna have a really, really good time uh, the other game on stream that I've been playing is, is Control. I played the DLC, the Foundation, and uh, it was it was great. It was kind of like just more of the game. It had a cool story. Um, it, it I think maybe like the, I don't know if the main game was like this, but at least for me, the the DLC kind of felt like it ended abruptly. Um, in terms of move sets or, or or anything like that, we it's not you don't really get anything too crazy or anything too revolutionary when it comes to the moves or anything like that. But it's just kind of more of more of the same. It, it was great overall. I, I'm I'm still liking the game. I, I I enjoy the gameplay and everything like that. Uh, there's still parts that frustrate me, just because of I I don't know. Sometimes sometimes it's kind of like it. it sometimes it, the game itself turns into Dark Souls, where one hit gets your health like all the way down, and it's not like your health regenerates on its own or something, you know, or or, or like if there's like health modules like lying on the floor, it kind of flies itself to you. You have to go really really close to the these like health things to kind of get the health back or whatever but like overall it's still a great game i'm i, I want i'm waiting for the new dlc which is coming out soon it was on discount on on epic game store which is why i checked it out and yeah i wasn't disappointed at all uh the other one of course i started was the bioshock 2 dlc which is uh minerva's den i've heard great things about this this dlc which is why i wanted to check it out 
and which was also the main reason I even wanted to play Bioshock 2 was because of the DLC because I've heard so much about it. So I started that out. It's a it's cool. It has a cool story. It has a very Bioshock 2 kind of story. It has a cool atmosphere. I do like the atmosphere a lot more than the base game in my opinion. Um, but we'll see where it goes. I'm still kind of playing through it. I don't know how long the DLC is. I think maybe in maybe in my uh, in my stream my new my today stream um, it should be done. I should be able to finish it. I don't know if it's like as as short as the Bioshock 2 game itself uh, but who knows right it's, but either way it's 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 pretty it's pretty enjoyable i'm i'm kind of looking forward to kind of getting Bioshock 2 off my list and kind of jumping on to maybe Bioshock Infinite but i think more than that now that Last of Us Part 2 is coming out i think that's going to be the next thing i play is is the Last of Us i really want to play Last of Us i just kind of want to go through that game again and and just kind of relive all of that just kind of be kind of i think that was a game along with stuff like Uncharted that really made me realize that video games are art and like, you know, you can really tell some amazing stories through video games. I think it was that, uh, of course, GTA 5 was great, but also like Uncharted 4 and stuff like that. So I'm pretty excited to play Last of Us Part 2. So I just want to play Last of Us because I, I think the last, of, last time I played The Last of Us was 2013. So it's been seven years. So obviously I know the main parts of the game still, but of course, like a lot of the middle parts and stuff like that are kind of like gone, right? So I do want to replay it and it'll be really fun to kind of play this play that game again on stream so we'll call it we'll call it a podcast or call it an episode there thank you everyone for joining uh if you have any questions anything like that please send me an email at amandamandgames at gmail.com that's amandamandgames at gmail.com you can follow me on instagram as well at amandamandgames i'm pretty active there i put i post quite regularly and of course join me on streams at amandamand on on twitch and mixer uh, I have all the links and everything like that in the description. So you can always just kind of go there to check it out. And of course, send me your feedback. Tell me what games you're playing. Tell me what you've been up to, um, what you're looking forward to. And I'll, I'll definitely try to bring that up in the in the next episode. Thank you so much, everyone. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. And let's hope for that Sony event next week. So again, I'll be most likely be doing it uh, on my podcast. We'll be releasing again next Thursday, most likely. Uh, but of course, I'll always follow me on my Instagram to kind of stay updated. All right. Thank you so much. Bye.